Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. I'm the most savage with it, the most hungry for this, the most likely to win it, cause most can't ignore this, the most underrated, the most fuck you pay me, I guess what I'm saying is that I really do the most, this is hard knives, fighting to get all tired, getting better every day, searching for some growth, my mama working too hard, but I can't fuck with no job, I'm in the field still, switching my approach, I got drop top dreams, hitting non-stop threes for the team, watch me kill it in the don't have to ask me what I do this for If you know me, you know it's obvious that I do this for the coach It's the culture that made me Queens turned me to a man, I know nothing can face me I've been building this bus in the hardest city to do it On the scene, people tell us MDC is the truest Atlanta to the top spot, running this music We about to build this back from the ground No more excuses, we got the best in the world Like the homie Ben Lewis Telling Brendan Nip a trap gone Break out the nooses, they been sleeping on us like narcotics Spoken like an antiseptic, not boasting, just that invested. So me when I hit these records, too much effort. Nah, this can't be counterfeited. Hey, y'all be scared to stand out. Y'all be trying to fit in. I'm 230 dry, still jumping off the stage, man. Everything I do is wet. Watch me hit the rain dance. You got a team, but you ain't got no game plan. At the switch, the kill switch. EP on the way, man. There's more for me. I ain't giving them diving. Focusing on business. I'm trying to explode the scene. This shit is a vibe of dopamine. I'm just moving that product. This I paid in full, but none of of us is actors, we some pushers with some malice at the eclipse on all you rappers. So caught up in egos, that's that shit I can't adapt to. Thinking too divisive, y'all won't never be a factor. To elevate the game, I gotta elevate my mind. I know the cost of this ain't free, I'm just here to pay the fines. Yes, yes, yes. Good afternoon, people. It's Thursday. It's 5 o'clock. And you know what that means. It's time for Ben Talks with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. And uh, Addie is, once again, on location. She should be joining the show a little bit later on. Um, she's going to she's gonna help us out with trending topics. But I'm here with you all. I hope everyone is enjoying this uh, first day of supposed spring. It's nice all for the for the entire week and then the, the first day of spring, supposedly. That's when we get the rain and the, the gloomy weather and everything like that. But I want to give us a, a hand. We made it, people. We made it through winter without one of those uh terrible, terrible snowstorms that causes you to be locked in the house with um, I don't know, maybe some roommates that you don't like very much, maybe some people you don't like very much. We made it through. Fingers crossed. I'm happy to be here on this uh, Thursday, March 21st edition of Ben Talks. And uh, I hope everyone else is happy to be joining us. Of course, we have great music, a lot of great topics to get into. And uh, like I said, Addie will be joining us a little later on. She's still on location. You know, I, I'm sending her all over the place. Um, but yeah, 
Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to um, provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you to help support our mission. We invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Once again, that is RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. It's almost uh, tax season. It's almost the end of tax season. I hope you all, um, you know, have filed. And those of you who who didn't, it's still some time to to, to get some money back. Uh, donate to Radio Free Brooklyn and uh, make sure that you let Uncle Sam know that you that you helped us out a little bit. And uh, it is tax deductible. We're gonna take a quick break um, just to get make sure we got everything situated here. Once again, it is Ben Talks, the best in the world. Ben Lewis, uh, Addie is still on location. She is uh, not at South by Southwest anymore, but she is currently in ATL. So she'll be joining the show a little bit later. But uh, do not go anywhere. We'll be right back after this short break. V notes. So now you want to show up. Now you want to call me, text me, page me. Now I want to finally move on it. Now you want to roll up. Now you want to text back. You took me off home, huh? I remember being stressed. I remember being vexed. I remember being pressed. To push it to the left. And I remember I'm a boss. Remember that I got the sauce. Had to leave us alone. Yeah, I had to dust you off. Dumb, dumb, it's so 
Steph Curry, me and niggas next to me. Not a dollar, what it better be when you bet me? Get the money, county carefully. Check the pedigree. Stay 100 till they pay me. Sweet to marry me. It ain't finished. Steph Curry, me and niggas next to me. Ain't nobody sounding like this. I ain't right this. Put the working on the night shift. This is light shit. I'm a cap. I need a Pisces. I can pipe with. Hit it once and never mind, bitch. I don't wipe shit. I've been getting to the paper. I'm a chaser. All your life you've been a figure. You a hater. Genesis color beta. Like a Sega. Eyes looking like a laser. See you later. Top five in the city now. Yeah, you see me now. Never really you was in the streets. You was in the house. All them crip niggas I've been around. Yes, 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 we are back. Everything is good. Everything is situated and we are good to go. Once again, you're tuned in to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. And uh my partner, Addie the Baddie. She's um she's on location. She's uh over in ATL, she's just at South by Southwest. And uh this leads me to believe that I need to talk to the powers that be about some sort of a contract reconstruction or something like that. Cause there's no way. That I can't afford to buy a deli sandwich and Addie's over here flying all over the place. Okay, so so we we're gonna need to talk about that in a little bit when she gets on. For uh, she's gonna join us for trending topics. But as usual, man, we we like to start off our show with shout outs. So this is my chance to shout out people that have been doing well, that have been doing good by the culture, that have been doing their thing. And first and foremost, I gotta shout out Jordan Peele who. For all intents and purposes Has um, become the IT director In Hollywood right now uh, This is a guy who We famously know him He was first on Mad TV Just to give y'all a little backstory If you don't know He was on Mad TV And then for Mad TV uh, He and um, Michael Keegan Key Got a a show Called Key and Peele If you don't know Key and Peele I mean you must have been living under a rock Hilarious sketch comedy show Really filled the void that was left by Dave Chappelle Suddenly canceling his show And not being on the air anymore Ian Peel filled the void It was a great show, very hilarious If you haven't checked it out, they have all their stuff on YouTube Make sure you go check it out today um, But I want to shout out Jordan Peel. Us is set to be released this weekend This Friday And by all accounts And according to Rotten Tomatoes This got a 100% Which means... We're looking at another hit by Jordan Peele. And I just got to shout him out because he's been doing so well. He's, he won an Oscar off of his first movie. Uh, and it's, it's funny that he's gone from comedy to now doing kind of horror movies. Um, shows you where his mind is at. But it's it's incredible. And I definitely want to shout him out. And um, I, I can't wait to see the movie. I can't wait to see the movie. And another thing that I'm dying to see is the think pieces, the op-ed pieces that come out after the movie. Because we know everybody's a writer these days. Everybody's a critic these days. 
everybody has an opinion and everybody's opinion can be heard and can be read and can be seen. And so I'm excited to see what comes of what people interpret of the movie Us. And that's one of the great things about art is that anyone can look at it. You can it's one you could take one painting, for example, show 100 people and 100. You'll have 100 different interpretations. That's the great thing about art. And this is another classic, hopefully, that Jordan Peele has made, has released. And I I need to see it. I'm sure a lot of you listening will go see it. And uh, I guess we'll be talking about it in the many, many weeks to come. But shout out to you, Jordan Peele, and shout out to another great movie, according to the critics. Uh, my next shout out. I, I, I have to do a shout out. Now, I have had the opportunity to work very closely with a lot of artists. Um, I've been I've had the opportunity to be at a lot of like EP release parties and and listening sessions and just been a part of studio times. And one of the things that I can honestly say about a lot of the artists that I encounter is that they love music and they love what they do. And they're not just doing it for a check. Now, the reason that I wanted to bring this up, the reason that this is even on shout outs is because it was an old clip, but it's still um, something that just just I kind of just stumbled across because uh, it's kind of I've kind of seen it on social media as of late. But it's the fact that some of these artists, especially the ones who are on top right now, don't even love the art they don't even love making music they don't care about the history they don't care about what it takes to be good they just kind of want to get to the next bag and while i personally am not one of those people that is just in for looking for the next biggest payday i am kind of a more along the lines of looking for a self-fulfillment looking to do things that I enjoy. That's the kind of person I am. Although I understand that money is a huge part of life and you can't really do much of anything if you don't have money, especially as you get older. But this, I saw this clip and it really kind of bothered me a little bit. I'm going to play for you guys. This is the uh, Tatiana rapper, Blueface, straight out of Cali. Um, This is him on Big Boy in the Morning. This is a few weeks ago. Big Boy, one of the greatest radio personalities as far as hip-hop goes of all time. Man's in the Hall of Fame. He's he's sat down, interviewed a bunch of greats, and he's he's over in L.A. doing his thing. But uh, Blueface sat down with, with Big Boy. And, um, well, here's what, he, here's what he had to say. They asked him about his music and, and everything like that. But here's what he had to say about it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that that clip for you in a second. But uh, it's 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 actually kind of bothersome. It's actually kind of bothersome. But here's what he had to say. I figure it out. Really, I was really trying to figure it out. I was Did you ever like write though, like poetry or anything nothing. that nothing associated nothing with? at all? Not even, what the hell made you wake up? I don't even like music. I don't <laughs> care about don't that. Say, don't say that. Don't, I don't. Wait, 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 wait. Nah, keep all of that. No, no. So you that say was, you didn't even like music. I like music. I listen to music, but like I, you it listen wasn't, as a consumer, yeah. but you wasn't like nothing. Damn. So how does one wake up? And that's Blueface talking about 
they, you know, Big Boy asked them, you know, what made you want to get into music? How did you wake up one day and decide that you're going to be a rapper? And this is just okay. He was straight up, and I don't, I applaud him for being honest. But you don't want to hear that. I've, I'm around a lot of artists who grind, who've been grinding for the past five, six, seven, ten years. Because they love it and they don't do it just for the money. So I wanted to use that example to give a shout out to all the artists that I know personally that are grinding, that are doing their thing day in and day out, that are working nine to five jobs so they can pay for studio time and doing everything that they can to give to their craft of music. I got to shout you out. And it must be upsetting. I'm not I'm not a musical artist. And it upset me to hear this because right now he's he's. He's it. He's the hot person in hip hop right now. He has Tatiana out. A bunch of people remixed it. Now, granted, he may not have the longevity that uh, of you know a lot better musicians may have, a lot better artists may have, but he's still in a position right now that a lot of people are dying to be in, and it's upsetting to hear that. So I wanted to take that and uh, really take this moment to give a shout out to all the artists that I know that's doing the damn thing out there. And making sure that, you know, they still have time to commit to their art and they still have time to put out meaningful, dope music. Shout out to you. My next shout out goes to Jordan Woods. Now, Jordan Woods obviously was in a lot of a lot of hot water because she uh, famously messed with Tristan Thompson. And and, uh, you know, people are like, oh, how could you do that homewrecker? Whatever the case is, whatever you want to call her. People are bullying her online. And. She, I, now I follow her on social media, and I must tell you, she has been living her best life. I got, I gotta say, Jordan Woods has been living her absolute best life uh, ever since this whole thing went down. She's she's been back on social media, still posting, still doing her thing, and I gotta give her a shout out because she hasn't let this bother. Her. She hasn't let this put her into a little hole in a cave and cow away. She's not hiding. She's out here. Being herself, living her best life. She spoke her piece and it's time to move on. And I agree with her. And it's perfect because everyone is tired of the Kardashian shit. That's just that's just a fact. Nobody cares about what's going on with them anymore. Anything outside of them, you know, passing away. I, I don't think anyone really cares anymore. And they've been known to do some homewrecking themselves. So Jordan Wood, shout out to you. Because in the aftermath of the scandal... You are living your best life. And that's all anyone could ever ask of you. And while I'm on the topic of the Kardashians, Jamila Jamil, I got to give a shout out to you. Talk about not taking a Kardashian shit. Jamila Jamil was comment creeping. And she got under Khloe Kardashian's post. And she posted about some flat tummy tea. And we all know Khloe that you didn't take no damn, you didn't drink no damn flat tummy tea to get the body that you currently have. What you did do was have plastic surgery. What you did do was get the highest rated trainer that you could possibly, that money could possibly buy, and you have them train you four or five times a week. What you did do was have a nutritionist and a chef come to your premises and kind of give you the luxuries. That the normal person would not have access to. And you go online and you're, and you're uh, promoting flat tummy tea. Well, Jamila Jamil was not here for it. Okay. 
Now, uh, she posted, she commented, if you're too irresponsible to A, own up to the fact that you have a personal trainer, nutritionist, probable chef, and a surgeon to achieve your aesthetic rather than this laxative product, and B, tell them the side effects of this non-FDA-approved product that most doctors are saying aren't healthy. Jamila said that then she'd have to include what the side effects are. Cramping, stomach pains, diarrhea, dehydration. And um, Jamila informed people looking at Chloe's advertisement. It's incredibly awful that this industry bullied you until you became this fixated on your appearance. Jamila empathized with the star who had her own show called Revenge Body. That's the media fault. But now, please don't put that back into the world and hurt other girls the way that you have been hurt. You're a smart woman. Be smarter than this. And she also said, I will continue to embarrass you. This was this morning. I will continue to embarrass you all until you all discontinue your promotion of dud diet slash detox products that aren't FDA approved and you don't even put the fucking side effects on the damn post. They're very young people. You are hurting here and I'm doing this for them. Shout out to you, Jamila Jamil, being a body positive mod um, activist and she's not here for the Kardashian shit. And it seems like everyone's tired of it. So those are my shout outs for today. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. With trending topics uh, Addy should be joining us in a bit For the trending topics You're listening to Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn With the best in the world Ben Lewis And we'll be right back Coming up right now is E By Brendan They say B, you should open up They say B, you shut off too much I say nah, you just talk too much I say nah, you just open up uh, Too much, bitches take me for granted Too much, or y'all take me for granted I'm too complex, you just don't read much I'm a project, you just need to listen much This craft is the death of me Loneliness creeps up on me You don't want this baggage claim Plus I'm chasing fame I wasn't done changing Baby, come back Things take time Please come back Don't hang up now Too late for that Can't lose your love now Too late for that Don't leave me alone now Too late for that I'm alone now Please pray for that Uh. There goes our future That's what this comes to Now I don't trust nobody There goes our future That's what this comes to Now I don't trust nobody They say B, you should open up They say B you shut off too much, I say nah, you just talk too much, I say nah, you just open up, cause when you at your worst, they pull out the hearse, might as well dig my own hole first, I guess I didn't understand what a break meant, see you later, 
suddenly turned to never I know you home, I called your phone, said you at work now Then I saw you in Best Buy, you gotta go now That's funny, matter of fact, who that nigga that you with? Is it legit? Is it a fling? Did he hit? Now you see why I don't trust, trust Trust that type of shit that leave you in the dust, dust Never wanted it to end, too late for that I'm alone now, please pray for that There goes our future That's what this comes to now I don't trust nobody There goes our future that's what this comes to now I don't trust nobody Hey. <laughs> It's the time Prince Tommy I already know They only want problem is cause they ain't getting dope Don't really want problem, they just not their pockets low Leave all of that negativity outside the door Cause you know we rising, we climbing Yeah, you know we grinding, we simply shining We put in the time and work over time TV after diamonds, you know the timing Yeah, we rising Climbing. Yeah, you know we grinding, we still be shining We put in the time and work over time and TV after diamonds, you know the timing You already know, 20 gotta go I stay on them flights, I'm state to state, it's for the low Bitches on my line, they never call when I was broke Niggas don't do shit for me, but tryna play me close No, 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 you gotta go I don't trust you niggas and I sure can't trust a hoe I only trust that paper, it won't turn on me for sure I double up that paper, moving hotter than the stove Stack so big, this shit can't fold Gun so big, won't never fold Clip right now, then we reload We got cases by the low Little nigga, you get man down That's for playing with my gang like a damn clown This for anybody interrupt the plan now I'm hot like a tan now Them boys pop like a Zan now I'm tired than the sand now You know I got the drip I be spitting so much fire Got the burn marks on my lips I be smoking so much fire Probably got it from a split and I already know They only want problem is cause they ain't getting dope Don't really want problem, they just mad they pockets low Leave all of that negativity outside the door I already know They only want problem is cause they ain't getting dope Don't really want problem, they just mad they pockets low Leave all of that negativity outside the door Cause you know we vibing, we climbing Yeah, you know we grinding, we simply shining We put in the time and work over time TV after diamonds, you know the yeah, we rising, we climbing Yeah, you know we grinding, we still be shining We put in the time and work over time TV after diamonds, you know the timing TV after timing, they know the timing They said I'm for law if I put over timing Know these niggas sleep, but fuck it, we don't mind them And I put that on the clothes, now we still be shining Cause we grinding, climbing Don't tell me you gon' ride if you ain't really riding Niggas bitches watch the switch up on a different timing Like a bust, I'm protect my niggas on different timing These niggas who if they need some shorts I got my own and hell on the fort I'm in the trap, I am a lord, she that's what I do, I drink all sport This is the goal, you know, looking back, are you sure? I'm just focused on getting back, staying low and getting more They only mad because they pockets low, got nothing to show And I bet they heard at ATM, we get a lot of dough Don't get lit up, the glitz talk, we send the shots, get bottled low After the money is seven boys, I swear we taking no Gang, and I already know 
They only want problems because they ain't getting dope. Don't really want problems, they just mad they pockets low. Leave all of that negativity outside the door. I already know. They only want problems because they ain't getting dope. Don't really want problems, they just mad they pockets low. Leave all of that negativity outside the door. Cause you know we riding, we climbing. Yeah, you know we grinding, we should be shining. We put in the time and work over time. Yes, the diamonds, you know the timing. Yeah, we rising, we climbing. Yeah, you know we grinding, we should be shining. We put in the time and work over timing. Yes, the diamonds, you know the timing. Yes, we are back here live on Ben Talks with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. And uh, we got Addie on location from, uh, where Where are you at today, Addie? <laughs> you know, I jet, I said I'm in ATL. Oh, wow, ATL, huh? I was just saying that um, on the program that I got to talk to management about the, the contract situation because there's no way that you can afford to travel this much. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I could barely get a get a lift. To get around, you know. I know this is you know what happens when you work hard, you save your coins. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. You're blessed and highly favored. Yeah, that, if that's what you if that's what you want to call it. <laughs> um, but Addy, you know, you was was on location at South by Southwest. How was that? Was yeah, this shit was crazy. It was everything. Um, I got there on a warm day, thank God. It was like 75. Well, it's Texas. You know, I was, it was looking all at warm days. or whatever. Uh-huh. But that's not what you're asking, right? You're asking mm-hmm. about the other stuff, right? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We, we don't care how you dressed <laughs> and, and how you looked. And, you know, we don't, we don't want to know about all that. Come on now. That's not nice. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if you must know, um, South by Southwest was amazing. It was my first time in Austin. Um, it was a beautiful city. Delicious food, by the way. Go to Austin and eat some food. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> in between me eating, I also saw a, a number of great performances. Um, the black girls really won, and I don't know if I'm being biased, but a little bit, but it's okay. Did. I don't know. Now I don't you- know. I'm just saying <laughs> the black girls had the crowd jump in. Like mm-hmm. Rico Nasty, I saw her perform like twice. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, if you guys don't know, Rico Nasty is a rapper out of D.C. Um, and she just kind of like, someone compared her to like Takashi. Like she actually like Takashi kind of like energy. Um, really? She, yeah, she's a incredible. girl with wow. bars. She, hmm? No, I'm saying that's incredible. Yeah. She's a girl with bars, a lot of passion. Like she basically is taking over the young hip hop scene in New York. Like anytime I go out to them young trendy parties, you know, with them. Uh, college kids who sneak into the 21 plus event in like Lower East Side. Right. Like it'll be whole sets just her music. Wow. All of her songs are that are that popping. So it was dope to see her perform. Um, and I also saw um, what's her name? Megan the Stallion was like she really blew me away. Right. Um, she is uh, from Houston. She's just this beautiful baddie. Big college educated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. goddess with bars. So I would compare her to like the city girl with more complex rhyme schemes. Mm-hmm. She's all about like women empowerment, owning her sexuality, and not taking shit from men. 
but she does it in such a way. And I know a lot of like female rappers kind of have that theme, but the way she delivers it is just it's so special. Yeah. And I feel like everybody really felt that. Like I, I, I was so captivated that I didn't even pull out my camera uh, to record it. I was shook. Wow. So that, that was another highlight. But it was cool because I got to just meet a lot of artists, DJs, um, just you know people out here making it. There's a yeah. lot of artists out there. That's one thing I, I learned from South by. Um, I also had the chance to perform a little bit of my own music outside on the street. Okay, okay. You know, and, so and, and speak, people like that or whatever. And speaking of your music, so, you're currently at a uh, a boot camp right now, right? I am. I am doing this week long intensive songwriting boot camp. That's kicking my ass. I've been going to sleep at like four or five a.m. every day this week. I can't even believe it's been this long already. Yeah. Um, but every day has been super re- rewarding. It's, it's like a process that you know, writing in general is a process that kind of breaks you down mm-hmm. to build you back up, and um, you need to get to that deep place in order to really connect. Because music is all about feeling. It's about capturing an emotion so that some, it can resonate with someone regardless of whether or not that person experienced that specifically you know you know what that feeling is and I remember when I was younger and I and I've always you know loved music for that reason I remember listening to shit about fuck niggas then I didn't realize back then what that was but I felt that shit when Mary J. Blige was talking about it I knew exactly what she meant <laughs> based on her uh, tone alright so so the listeners want to know Okay. Mm-hmm. They're clearly dying to know. How many people did you tell about me? Okay, because because I'm, I'm 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 somewhat of a big deal, you know. So so how many people did you tell? You know, you went out there, you were meeting all these movers and shakers. How many times did the name Ben Lewis come up in conversation? Look, I just you know may or may not have let everybody know uh-huh. that I was a co-host uh-huh. on a locally syndicated. Oh well, you know. You could have lied a little bit. They don't know. You know what I'm saying? They, Radio show. Actually, uh, 17% of our, our listeners are overseas. So, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, you can kind of say internationally syndicated. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Okay, there we go. Uh, I don't want to brag well, or nothing. No, luckily it was enough to persuade them to think that, you know, that you were, you know, a decent person. Well, I didn't. I so, didn't notice my followers go up, so you must not have been talking about me too much. Uh, you know, I but, think uh, that they followed you in spirit. <laughs> oh, they, they followed me in spirit. Is, is that? It's yeah. okay. You went out there and didn't bring me up not one time. It's fine. No, that's not true. I no, did. It's fine. No, it's fine. I did, but oh, I yeah. brought you up through me. I was like, you, know, yeah, you don't have to this lie, nigga. Who's on my show? Oh wow. Okay. Running around telling everybody it's called Ben Talk. Wow. That that I believe you. I believe you. Really? Yeah, I believe Addy you. Jack. That's that sounds like uh something you would do. All right, Addy. You, 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 you ready <laughs> you ready to get into these uh trending topics? Yeah. All right, man. We we gotta start off with your boy Daniel Caesar. Um oh. Yeah, man. Now <laughs> Daniel Caesar has uh has been a subject of has been the latest subject of being cancelled lately because he went on his he went on his live and and gave a little drunken rant about how black people are too sensitive and that we need to be nicer to white folks. You see, he could have he could have made a point by saying like black like yes, there are situations when black people are actually of quite a bit sensitive, 
but because they have valid reason to be right um and i feel like he didn't and and so and so when he first started talking i was thinking okay maybe he has some type of interesting or nuanced point to make about that yeah because, you know of course there are always those people who do take shit a little too far yeah to where to where it's just like all right there are actual issues and so now you're just trying to harp on something that's trending or um or you know something that's not really a priority um because you just want to be mad and, and you know we all know people like that um but he didn't make a point like that he then went he then went on to to say a lot of crazy shit. I, yeah. I've been, I've been actually, I spent the past twenty minutes just going through his videos, <laughs> uh, reading, reading about the, the, the comments. I didn't realize that he was one of the first people to defend Kanye West back then. Oh wow! See, the yeah, things you, 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 you do some friend, research. So wow, wow! Had, Come on, uh, Daniel Caesar. Mm-hmm. And when I was listening to his rant, it sounded very Kanye-ish to me. That it was just very much so, like you know, no one can tell me what to say or think, and you know. To some degree, I understand or I can empathize with the idea that, like, when you're in the limelight as a black celebrity, you know, anything you fucking say, you know, anything you say that could be a little crazy or a little un... un you don't have the time to really iron out all the details about your thoughts and to package it into, you know, a nice, uncomplex, un- uncomplicated statement. And so when people people can, like, latch onto a word or a phrase and then they'll cancel you, you know? So I think that's, yeah. like a legitimate issue but I don't think the response to the issue is let me just be unreasonable <laughs> yeah and one of the one of the things that like that stood out to me because as far as the point where he said oh we can be a little sensitive sometimes I do I can agree to that that we can be a little sensitive sometimes um but one of the things that he said is um you know he, he's like why why are you being so mean to white people and he said uh you know, black yes. people are are rude and disrespectful to everyone else, but when that energy is returned, we get sensitive. And it's it like, <laughs> right? That's what stood out to me. It's like, bro, what what the, what is what are you even trying to say? Like, because they right. because Dave Chappelle cracked on him a little while ago and said yeah. that his performance was was very gay, and he got kind of offended, <laughs> and then Dave Chappelle didn't <laughs> apologize. <laughs> you know, he kind of stood by what he said. But it's like, yo, why has does he not has he not picked up a history book ever? Right. Because here's the problem, and I'm glad you brought up history. Yeah. Because I think it's very important to understand and very important to know that black people, right, when they are black people, mind their business. That's just like a thesis I need to actually just like put out there. Black people, our biggest issue is that we mind our business. And our consequence for minding our business, if we go back into history, uh, was that we were minding our business in Africa, right? Doing our thing. Pretty much. <laughs> Until <laughs> white people came and, and dragged, dragged black people to um, across the Atlantic mm-hmm. uh, for slavery because they were too lazy to actually do anything. Okay, and right. um, here's another thing. Other ways that black people have minded their business throughout time. Black people have gone and drank at water water fountains that are public water fountains. White people couldn't help but not mind their business and beat and shoot and kill black people for doing it, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about black people being mean to white people, it's a very it's a very very stupid thing to say <laughs> because black people do mind their business. So anything that a black person usually has to say about a white person. 
Um, and of course, there are exceptions. Um, but by and large, anything that a black person has to say about a white person is based on the natural relationship between how many white people feel about black people. Yeah. Um, and it is basically a response to that energy that we are receiving. So whether that be uh, direct racism, whether that be structural or institutional racism, right. whatever brand or flavor of racism you're interested in, mm-hmm. that's what black people are speaking to when they're addressing white people and being quote unquote mean. So when white people decide to do it again, <laughs> it's not evening the playing field because the playing field is such that the things that they're doing make it so that we have to defend ourselves and we have to be able to speak up for ourselves um, in order to emancipate ourselves and not be in the same situations that we've been in the past. So it seems as though this is just once again an uneducated young man who, because he is the, someone said the black friend that white racist white people say is their friend. <laughs> <laughs> He's the black friend that's, that they swear by. Yeah, that's that's when actually they say perfect. My, black, my best friend is black. Yeah, and it's, it's Daniel Caesar. Like he was saying there saying some wild shit, and I really that pisses me off because kind of like that bootstrap mentality as far as. Well, I worked hard. I had to sleep on the park bench and I had to do this and that. And I'm like, well, guess what, nigga? Like, I went to Harvard, right? But guess what? Not everybody is going to have the grades to go to Harvard. Not everyone is going to sound like a fucking angel, like your ass, nigga, so that they could get out of fucking poverty. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. It's still hard work that goes into anything that you do, even when you have certain talents. So it's not, it's not knocking that, but that's not, you're, you're using your position as an exception to explain how to explain away what a population should be doing or that they should be playing the, the game that white people are playing that's the whole fucking point is that we can't like yeah do you, you think that if we if we could if black people could play the game that white people are playing that we wouldn't <laughs> yeah that that definitely a clown move on his part and now again as, as far as being him being canceled i don't think it's that serious but nah, he definitely needs to to hear about this one, man. Definitely. Yeah, I'm still gonna listen to. His. This is just a you know a nigga who I'm sure does not date black women at all. Oh come on, you don't know that. <laughs> I'm, I I would bet my bottom dollar. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, he you're his type, Addy. You know, he might he might slide into your DM soon. You never I know. I highly doubt it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and I'm sure he's you know. And, and and so that's what I was thinking as he was going on a rant. I'm like, yeah. just date whatever white girl you're dating and leave us the fuck out of it. Because it's <laughs> Right, exactly. <laughs> it was a preemptive justification for his love is love story. And no one gives a fuck. No one expects you to date a black girl. I didn't. And that's not going to stop me from listening to your music. It's, you're still dope. Um, I have no expectations of you. Just don't talk shit about black people. But you did. So yeah. now we got a little bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, but like I, I'm not I don't cancel nobody I'm not canceling nobody I'm, I'm done I'm tired of people canceling people. yeah this 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 definitely isn't it, this definitely isn't like a cancelable offense I don't think anything is a cancelable offense but this this definitely he, it sounds like he just kind of misspoke he didn't right. really like he doesn't need to be canceled or anything like that yeah, what, I mean, whatever canceling means these days no I think he meant exactly what he said I do <laughs> I don't think he misspoke right but you know that's his opinion and whoever wants to do with it what they want to if, if his opinion his opinion for me personally is not enough for me to be like fuck you or um or to like 
if his song if a song comes on from him that is good, I'm going to listen to it. Right. I just think he needs to be held accountable, which I think that the uh, Twitter community does. I think they take it too far, but I just yeah. think. I do think that when you say when you do or say stupid shit, you should be held accountable. Oh yeah, definitely. But I don't think it should be canceled. So that, I think that, it should be definitely. a learning opportunity for him to actually like read about his history and read about the fact that like uh, white people weren't just mean in the past. Like yeah, today we are they actually ins- doing they the enslaved same us. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and just because you may have a pocket full of white friends, as we all do, that are fucking awesome. And that's that's valid. But my my fucking dope ass and closest ass white friends don't like this shit white people do. So if you're gonna sit here and tell me <laughs> you wanna sit here and tell me as a black person that you don't see it and my pasty white friends are pasty. sitting there dragging their whole family <laughs> for being fucking racist. Like right. I have friends who are like, yo, Addy, I can't fucking stand my mom, my uncle, my like one of my friends. <laughs> One of my friends, Lawrence, he's like, Addy, like, my fucking cousin's such a dick. Like, he's complaining. He's a Trump supporter. He's complaining about uh, the Mexicans um, <laughs> taking his job. And and he's a firefighter. And he basically inherited his whole position from his dad and his dad because it's basically been like a nepotism situation. And he said, she said, basically, he's just mad that his white privilege won't allow him to continue to just take things from other people without earning them. So this is, these are the things that I'm, these are the conversations I'm having with my dope ass white friends, right? Yeah. So you can keep your ugly, <laughs> ugly ass comments over there. Absolutely. Now, um, I, just to to move on, uh, so have you? Were you aware of what took place in New Zealand over the weekend? I am. Yes. I am, um. So, so like, they haven't had they hadn't had something like that happen in in a very long time. And yeah. it only took no one. The reason I'm I'm putting this in trending topics is because I feel like us as Americans, as as a country, mm-hmm. could learn from them. Now they've already taken what took into they've taken what happened over the weekend to make changes to their gun laws, and they have already went forward and banned military style automatic weapons and assault mm-hmm. rifles and high capacity uh, magazines. Now, I just want to know why the hell. Is America dragging their feet so much about mm-hmm. allowing a normal, like if you're a normal everyday citizen? I'm not saying to outlaw guns, but why on earth do you need an automatic assault rifle if you're just an, uh, a, an average Joe who you say you want to protect your home from robbers or whatever right. the case is? You don't need a gun that shoots 100 bullets in 10 nope. seconds. Why are we drag? Like in your opinion, what do you, why do you think we're dragging our feet? As far as making these kind of changes And there's been like hundreds of mass shootings In America already And the year is still young And New Zealand has one mass shooting And they already make a change to their laws Yep Capitalism Because, Absolutely. The, because that's, we have hyper And it's not just capitalism Because that's another thing People are just so afraid of socialism And the Democrats are just trying to make us all communists and yeah. it's not even that. It's just that once your entire economy is built off of and based off of how much you can finesse out of the people in it, mm-hmm. in the country, then you get dumb shit like that. Then you get the interest groups and lobby groups like the NRA who are able to basically buy politicians' favor um, so that they can create these lies and, um, and this mass hysteria about, you know, the U.S. or the go- big government trying to take your, you know, Second Amendment rights away basically spreading propaganda um, when reality is, is that 
none of the none of the policies I've seen call to actually remove guns. They they like you said they call to uh, basically to um to to restrict gun ownership to people who are actually mentally stable. Uh, you know to to be careful to be cautious about what types of weapons are in circulation. Like just common sense practices and policies, but those don't those don't help the bottom line. And the National Rifle uh, Association was, was, would like to, you know, stay in business. And that's what, what's most important to them. So I think this is a battle that I don't think our generation will fix. Right. I think I think a few more, you know, old white folks in the government need to die. I think we need like <laughs> three more generations of death. And it's 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 such a shame though, like to go all the way to New Zealand to commit such a like a a terrorist, um, just 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 terrorism to 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 do an act of terrorism. You going all the way to New Zealand? New Zealand ain't never bothered nobody. Wait, time out. The guy, where's he from? Um, I'm not sure where the the guy, the actual um, the guy who did the, the shooting. Year? Yeah, I'm not sure where he's from, but he's not from New Zealand. I know oh. that much. He's not from yeah. New Zealand, so he he went out there to do that. And oh, that's up. yeah, that's that's real fucked up. And then for to to add insult to injury, when 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 Trump is asked about it, not that we can expect anything better from Trump, but he said he doesn't see um, a white supremacist groups as a rising problem in America, or just period. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Why would he see his friends as a problem? Yeah, exactly. What those those my boys over there? Why they they ain't doing nothing to nobody? Exactly. For, he's like they do shit to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's a damn shame, man. But you know, kudos to New Zealand because they it doesn't take them much to to actually make some changes to their gun laws, and they they don't want to see something like this happen again. And and you see and you see like a genuine care from the community at large, from what I see. Yeah. At least you know. I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure there's, you know, in, as in any place, um, people who are who are, you know, uh, Islamophobic and are, you know, indifferent. But I see a lot of the community rallying around, like you said, that they don't have tragedies like this. So you can see what it looks like for people to take a to take a beat and to like really mourn. I think it kind of reminds me of like kind of how things were back in um, when we had 9/11. Yeah. Um, cause back then we, we weren't seeing too many like national tragedies and whatnot, or at least they weren't being super publicized because there wasn't really that much of an internet, but we didn't really have any like new, super news worthy, um, tragedies that had happened at least in that time. Mm-hmm. So when I remember when 9-11 happened, like it was a huge, you know, remember how like basically it felt like the world stopped, um, for, for us yeah. on that day. And then for that month felt like and that's what I'm seeing in New Zealand and so it's kind of sad now to see how like 18 years later you know a lot of that sentiment or that energy around we become jaded we become jaded we're so yeah. used to that yeah. we're so and it's it's definitely a, a sad case um, so I'm, I'm gonna move on to something that's a little bit more in your ballpark you know working with the education system um, yeah. So yeah. New York so. City's eight elite public schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
has only accepted uh, just four percent of black students. One hundred and ninety. Now, uh, efforts to diversify New York City's most specialized public schools appear to be falling flat, with fewer black and Hispanic students offered acceptance letters this year, while offers to white students rose. Just 4% or 190 students of the 4,800 students invited to attend the city's eight most selective schools this fall are black. That amount is down from 207 black students admitted last year. Out of more than 5,000 offers, the city said on Monday. So not only were black kids not getting into these schools, but less of them Mm -hmm. got in this year than they did last year. And 207 is not a big number. Nah. Nah. And, you know, actually our guest uh, that was on our show, uh, was it last week or the week before? Alexis. She actually went to Cyberson. Oh, Wow. High school, yeah. And she had commented on it and about how you know how depressing and isolating that experience was, um, you know, as a black person in that school because this, you know, it's already hard enough to get in, and it's completely merit based as far as you have to take that test, you have to get through scores on that test, right? And you know, in order to to make it into the school, there's no, and especially for black people, there's no, there's no like, oh well, you know, you don't have access to tutors who are basically training you to beat this test from from when you're a kid and nothing you have to realize with these tests and these examinations that you take in order to get into these schools is that they are and they've already been proven to be inherently racist just as most tests are most standardized tests are because the way um, that we communicate and the way that we communicate with our families growing up is very different than your average middle-class white American family. Right. Um, and so even, um, there's, and I used to study this back in college, but they said basically by the time a black kid from a lower, or not just honestly a kid, but typically a black kid from like a lower income neighborhood versus a white kid from an upper, a middle or upper class neighborhood knows one million more words than that black child by the time they're three years old. Sheesh. So... Yeah, and that just has to do with access, exposure, your parents' education level. So think about what that does as you grow up and as you, you know, you're learning. Already that kid who knows a million less words is at a deficit when they enter the school system that expects or assumes that they're on a certain level. So um, it's very difficult because it's just like, you know, this is supposed to be the land of opportunity. um, And, but, you know, obviously the resources are not balanced. And, um... And so, like, technically, like, technically, um, everyone takes the test, right? So, it's, it's a meritocracy. So, like, it's, it's completely best based on test scores. Right. So that should be fair, right? But it's not. Because also, you have to factor in opportunity. Who has the opportunity to take these tests? Who even knows about these tests and the channels and avenues to getting there? Um, and who are these test tailored towards? So, it becomes a question of the system um, when, when you think about it. And... Um, it's really, it's really sad. It's really sad. It's really, really sad because it's like this is where the filtering systems really start to cement themselves, and um, and these are the these are the feeder schools that go to the best. These are the the schools that send the kids to the top colleges. Right. Um, exactly. So yeah, you're essentially you yeah. Said- my graduating class at Harvard, um, twenty twenty nine students have been admitted to the class of 2013 from Stuyvesant and I, and there was only one black person one black girl wow I remember who was in that class of, of accepted um, students and 
yeah, so like it's it's insane. It's insane. So what do you think are some things like they could do to kind of change that? Because again, these specialized, we already know these standardized tests. They don't. It's not the easiest thing to pass, especially right. being a, a minority uh, student or minority person. Like it's not the most convenient thing to do. Uh, mm-hmm. De Blas- Mia De Blasio actually wants to get rid of the test altogether. Do you think that's a good idea, or, or in your idea, in your thoughts, like what are some ways that they could kind of change this and probably add yeah. more diversity to the student base? That's a good question. I think it's a, a balance. I think I think it should be it should. You know, while the college enrollment system is like some of these top schools are imperfect, uh-huh. they're at least moving towards a more uh, holistic approach of understanding the whole student. Um, you know, and and so I don't. I, I think that you do need some type of like metric, like so there as far as completely eliminating tests. Right. I I don't know if I completely agree with that until we come up with a really a much stronger system i think but i don't think it should be the reason why you get into a school i think it should be a factor um i think it should be a factor that's considered against a whole bunch of other factors i think that students should be able to have a chance to maybe write an essay explain who they are um you know talk about an accomplishment something that they've overcome they should be able because that's really what school is it's about it's not about whether or not you can continue to get the top grades on a standardized test because when you go to school it's nothing like a standardized test like it has nothing to do with standardized tests which is really funny right. um they don't like school does not even prepare you to take standardized tests because those are its own thing um so yeah the test needs to be improved because once again the test actually have nothing to do with what you learn in school um but it should be we should really be looking at the whole child we should be looking we should be doing interviews we should be um we should be giving students an opportunity to demonstrate who they are um, and not and not just in ways that are numerical. Uh, we should be looking at, like, how are students performing in their school, in their setting? What does that setting look like? You know, um, how many, um, how many, what are the teachers like in their school? Because one thing that I was reading is a lot of these lower income schools, what they do is they'll take, like, first year teachers from, like, Teach for America, um, you know, teaching fellows or, you know, and basically throw them in the, you know, lower performing schools. And basically, I was a first teacher in a tough neighborhood school and I felt so bad because I was learning how to become a teacher with no support and basically figuring shit out while this, I'm, I'm, in, I'm responsible for an entire year of this child's education, right? And that's not necessarily fair because that shit would not fly in a school um, in a middle-income neighborhood, you know, upper-class neighborhood, they it would be very much so, like, who are you? What do you know? Can you teach your kids for real? Um, and we're not we're not willing to allow you to experiment with your career on our child. Do you understand? So um, there's just a lot of factors. And then the key thing, to be honest, the root of it all is uh, residential segregation. That's like... I mean, racism and hyper-capitalism is the root of it all, but if you think about what that means in practice, it's like when you when you think about how our neighborhoods are structured, mm-hmm. your neighborhood is like basically all black. Mine is until recently <laughs> with gentrification, <laughs> but right. all of this is zoned, all of this is purposeful. So what, what that means is that depending on your tax dollars um, and typically white people from middle and upper class backgrounds, 
um, really create these these really in, insular communities where only white people and Belarus Asian people are allowed into those communities, and they have they pay more taxes because they make more money, and so the quality of their kids' education is significantly uh, significantly better, and that just makes that playing field just a lot just a lot harder to overcome. So I just think we need policies that are acknowledging of those factors and responsive to it. Because it's like, if I was a white person, I would want to know that I really did like work hard and earn my spot too. Not just that my privilege got me there. You yeah, know, it exactly. would be nice to know. And I would be happy to say that I really worked my ass off and I did what I had to do um, to get here. And not just that people expected me to be smart, be smart or that there was this designated quota for how many white students were supposed to be in the school anyway. And so here I am. Right. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on this stuff. Lots and lots, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see a big deal. Has de- a big deal has definitely been made about this. So we'll see how they decide to change in the next year or so. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe we'll see like a spike for the next couple of years. And then it's going to go be right back to the same thing. We don't know. Yeah. We'll see. They may have an Oscar moment. Where they yeah right <laughs> they start rewarding all these like for the spot exactly um but, hey yeah. I actually applied to these specialized high schools when I was in like middle school yeah I didn't get in did you take the test I took the test when I was in the I took grade. it I didn't pass well I didn't do very well either no I, yeah I ended up I at boys I scored like thirty points below the minimum well I, I ended up at boys and girls so that'll tell you um <laughs> what I did. Uh, <laughs> you made it out alive. Exactly, that. exactly. Um, so Jess Hilarious has been in the news lately. She's been the latest one having to uh, make one of those apology tours, one of those "I'm sorry" tours. Oh, because uh, yeah, there you go. Because uh, she <laughs> she did she had what some are calling a racist rant against some men that were wearing Sikhs. Was that did I say that right? Sikhs. Sikh, yeah. Sikh, yeah. Um, not Muslims. <laughs> no, my, not Muslims. They were just. Right. It was. Yeah. They, she was just. But it was very ignorant. And I'm going to play some of it, uh, some of the rant. And then uh, when we get into the apology, I'll play that a little bit. But here is the rant that got her into all this trouble. Okay, so one thing first. Niggas know I'm never fucking racist. But I spotted something. I pointed it out earlier. And. We got evacuated from our plane. We we were on the plane. we were on the plane for like an hour, and um, did not get to pull off. Um, everybody was coming at me. Oh, you racist bitch! You fucked up! You bitch! You bitch! Because I pointed out four different people that I saw on the plane earlier. So when we had to evacuate with no reason at all, nobody said anything. We decided to evacuate. And I don't see the same four people that I fucking seen before. Apologize, bitch. That's what y'all need to do. Stop being so fucking scared, nigga. Because that's one thing I'm not. I'm not scared of y'all. I'm not scared of nobody. And I got the do-rag on because my waves are spinning. But don't play with me. Don't play with me. If I'm scared, I'm scared. Fuck y'all. Fuck how- Well, yeah. That's- <laughs> oh, man. You still there? I am here. Yeah, so... This was the video, like um, after she pointed out the man, and then she she doubled down on the fact that, you know, she was like, "Hey, these guys on the plane, their heads are wrapped, and I'm I'm scared, I'm nervous." Right. 
Right. So what she wanted us to do with that information, because she came on like she was a hero. Right. Um, did something like, oh, you know, all I know is that um, I had pointed these guys out, and the next thing you know, we were being evacuated, and those men were nowhere to be seen. Because you fucking lied on them. Like, <laughs> exactly. There's, so, there's someone getting cavity searched because you wanted to make a little Instagram video about them, and they just on a plane trying to go somewhere, just like you. You didn't say they did anything. You didn't say they, you know, like, you didn't say nothing. Like, there was nothing that they did. You know, they didn't have, they didn't have, like, a... Because you didn't say, oh, I saw one with a with a package that they was holding tightly and rocking back and forth with. Like, right. You, <laughs> you had <laughs> you had nothing. You had nothing except your racist eyes <laughs> to tell you what you felt like you wanted to believe. And you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm. That's really aggravating because it's just so hard for um, it's hard for Muslim people, and then also for people who are dressed and have similar. Uh, aesthetic like Sikh, like Sikh people like Sikh people actually were attacked a whole bunch after 9-11 uh, because people have mis- mistook them for Muslim not to say that not to say that if they were Muslim it would be better right but you know there was a there was like a huge surge in attacks in New York against Sikh people because of that the racial profiling and stereotyping and that and that's you know that's ignorant because it's just because somebody's wearing a turban and has a beard are they gonna like like there's been Muslim people, Sikh people, Indian people, um, you know, there's, there's been they've been we've been we've been here forever, right? So one one thing goes down from a, a Muslim person that doesn't even live in this country, <laughs> and and then that's it. Yeah, like and and the thing is too, like she knows if. if Somebody had profiled her in any way, shape, or form. She would have been the first one on social media calling exactly. this person a racist, saying this, that, and the third. We need to boycott this, boycott that. Yeah. Like, and, and she's going to go do something like that's one of those things that you might. I understand she's a comedian, and yeah, maybe right. she might have thought she was making a joke when uh-huh. she posted it, but you got to be no. able, like, you got to know. And she came up in this sensitive era where. You know, you can't make those kind of jokes and just think people are just gonna laugh and keep you pushing. That's right. not the, that's not the atmosphere that we, that's not the current climate that we're in right now. You can't mm-hmm. talk bad about any one individual religious group, nationality, anything like that. And so you have to be able to take the temperature of the room and know that mm-hmm. you can't get away with stuff like that. Nope, exactly. You can't get away with stuff like that. Um, and shit is not funny. That shit is not funny because there's real consequences for those kind of words. And as black people, we know that. Like, we know what it's like um, to go through those things. Right. And, you know, and Muslim people have been getting it pretty bad, especially with that hysteria around, um, around you know, from starting from 9-11 to all of the rhetoric from, you know, y'all's president. Y'all's <laughs> so, president. <laughs> So all of that just combined, it's just not the, it's, you just got to be a little bit, you, I mean, you got to be a lot more careful yeah. because it just has real consequences. If you're going to talk about um, things that could really put people in real danger, because you, right. you know, you like, imagine if you went and sat there, let's say that, let's say that somebody sat there and did that and said, oh, I just saw, you know, four black men on the plane, you know, they look like they were into hip hop. Or, you know, they look like they may have sold, they may be selling drugs. Right, exactly. Right. And then now, you know, 
let's say that some white person or let's say somebody who's a minority a latina woman or something went ahead and reported them and was like she didn't feel comfortable uh, right we would have been now, all over her we would have been digging through her social media like she would be done we'd be trying to get her fired from her job like uh-huh. that's that's exactly. what would happen now now she did issue a tired ass sorry ass uh-huh. apology and i <laughs> no she read the thing off her notes on her phone but uh here, here's, here's the apology that that she tried to the quote-unquote emotional apology mm-hmm. that she tried to deliver hey okay. what's going on um i know the situation that i'm in now um it's had my head fucked up as it should um so i've been choked up about it it's really been bothering me that there's being a picture painted of me like i'm a xenophobe or you know i'm racist and you know prejudiced or you know so i wrote a statement um and i i wrote this myself sorry i didn't go hire a publicist to get me through this or you know write it for me but i feel like nobody can say what i want to say like me i don't need nobody talking for me so she wanted a biscuit for that yeah right so naturally (laughs) in my previous post i was defensive but that happens when you don't take the time to really know what's transpiring. And understanding the error of my actions, I have to first acknowledge the rooted issues, which means racially profiling a group of individuals based on their appearance. And on top of that, publicizing it on a platform where others could be hurt by it and others were hurt from it. The feeling of anger and hurt about the situation is very familiar to me, especially being a black woman. So I should definitely empathize more with being racially profiled on top of that the climate that this country is in that it that didn't do nothing but add fuel to a wild a wildfire that we still fighting to contain i'm sure if these i'm not sure if these particular individuals that were on the plane are aware of my actions by now but either way I would love to apologize personally to them first, you know, for my insensitive and ignorant behavior. Yet, I still would like to apologize to all of you who were aware and offended by my actions. Sadly, I had no knowledge of the tragedy in New Zealand until after my video, which doesn't in any way excuse my behavior. I already know that. Nothing. All right. I'm going I'm to I'm cut it short there because it's, yeah, it's a four and a half minute video, but it's like. First of all, Ma'am. I don't I don't know any person on the face of this earth. You I've gotten into it with friends. You've got into it with friends. If that friend came to you and they were wrong and they pull out their phone and read off their apology from the <laughs> notes, I'm gonna be like, man, get the hell out of my face with that BS. And that's what I gotta say to this. Get the hell out of my face with that BS. Why are yeah. you reading off your phone? You couldn't, you are an actress. Yeah, wow. You couldn't even re- memorize that before you made this video? You have to read it off off of off of your notes, right? She could have done. A, there's this app on iPad. You could probably iPad is an automatic teleprompter. She, we, we there you go. Them. There she you go. There's so many other things she could have did to come off as authentic. <laughs> this sounds like it is a PR statement, but then the PR people were like, you know what? Let's try to make it sound a little bit like you. <laughs> so you know, you add your own flavor to it. And I had no, I wasn't aware of the of what took place in New Zealand. How about this is no. this is getting the temperature of the room? Know what the hell is going on in the world before you post some crazy ish like like you just posted, right? Right. Somebody mentioned that too. That like 
you know everything that's going on in love and hip-hop but you right. don't know what's going on a nationally trending topic but you have no idea that 50 people just got murdered just for being muslim uh-huh like <laughs> ma'am yeah and, and these people like once again like because that's the worst part about racism is that like it's always the victims of the people who are minding their business those men were on the plane right going home to see their family Sikhs are very peaceful religion Word, was, I, I, man, I grew up with people they was you trying know, to fly to Miami and enjoy enjoy the beach just like the rest of the people that was in Miami this weekend. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, <laughs> right? And they was they was gonna go and do something quiet. They were right. so they're really just being minding their business, not taking no research from nobody, working hard for everything that they earn. Um and 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 then just to be disturbed like that, you know, and then to be violated because to, you know, as Muslims or Sikh or, you know, these are people where you know their their religion is very ritualistic. It, it, it's it's a whole it's a part of their entire lives. It's not just like you know the holiday Christians who are you know Christian when they feel like it or when it's convenient. These right. are people whose lives revolve around their religion. Worshiping their, yeah, you know. So like part of that is you know your body is a temple, you know, um, and protecting yourself, protecting your family. So then to like be t- taken to a back room to be violated. Simply because of how you look, it's just so fucked up. Yeah. Especially when, oftentimes, a lot of people come to this country because they were experiencing things in their country that were not favorable to them. Whether that was economic disadvantage, religious persecution, and America is supposed to be a place where that's not, you know, or it's technically not supposed to happen. Um, or that's the, you know, that's the dream that everybody sold. So for a black person to do that is just, it's just crazy. But what do you think as far as like her career? You know, I think she's a comedian, so I feel like it'll blow over. No, yeah. Again, I'm not one for canceling people. I don't think I, I'm not one who believes that. Oh, just because you make one mistake, you should never work again. She's gonna mm-hmm. be fine. I think uh, she's gonna, she's gonna learn from this, or at least I hope she learns from this. And I hope yeah. she understands that saying that I'm young. And I didn't know mm-hmm. it's not an excuse anymore. There's right. so much going on. Like I got I and to say, and it kills me to to I, I hate to harp on this, but to say she didn't know what took place in New Zealand. I got alerts from every single news app that I have on my mm-hmm. phone that that took place. So mm-hmm. you mean so she's not locked? She she doesn't have any a single news app on her phone. Nope. That, that to, Even to, Twitter Like exactly you know, She's on Twitter Twitter we having all the info Yeah to see that New Zealand is trending Pray for New Zealand was trending Like how yeah. do you not You don't see any of this like, And why did you even need to see that To be a decent person Right exactly That's, a, that. that's a great question That is a great question Addy. You you were seriously taking notes From watching me every week When you come into the show <laughs> But that is a great question Why like you you need that to to be a decent person. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't need to know. For example, this is like the equivalent of like a fucking white police officer saying, "Oh, I didn't realize Mike Brown got shot. Yeah, maybe I would have dealt with Jaheem a little differently <laughs> had I watched the news." Right. <laughs> the, the response would be, "Get your racist ass out of here. Get the fuck out of here." Um, why would you need to have seen that in order to know to not shoot? Right, like a black person, and this or is, to not, you know, harass a black person. So, likewise, why do you need these examples? Right, and she has to have known. This is, she has four million follows on social media. It's yeah. not like she took a video of these men, sent it to one of her close exactly. friends, and said, "Yo, I got these Sikhs on the plane." Ha ha. That's yeah. all, although still racist, 
it's not as racist on a grand scale exactly. of you posting. Yeah, it's not of you posting to four million followers. You don't know each and every one of your followers. You don't know how many of your followers were people who were were people uh, were Sikh people. Like you don't know. And she just posted social media without a care in the world. Again, she, yeah. she she's gonna learn from this, and hopefully, she moves on and understand that. Listen, the world we live in, the climate that we live in, this generation of people, we're not here for the for the shit. We're not here for the disrespect. Like, yeah. if you disrespect my religion, my race, my nationality, uh-huh. you will hear about it. And that's just the climate that we're in now. And and sometimes you can say it's, it's it's too sensitive, but I just think that it's super sensitive now because we let all this shit slide before in the previous generations. Yeah. We let too much slide before, so now everything is hypersensitive, and we're not letting nothing slide. And I don't have a problem with that. It gets annoying sometimes, but personally, I don't have a problem with it. You do some some effed up stuff, you got to get called out, and you have to face, yeah. you have to be held accountable, and you have to face the repercussions of your actions. You have to, and if that means losing a few jobs, then that's that's gonna be that. Yeah. And I and when I say accountability, I mean that that's a part of it. That you should lose a few things from the shit that you said. Right. Now that doesn't mean that it's an indefinite punishment that you shouldn't work again. But I think that I do think that it's like like you you need accountability means that you can't benefit off of the same things you've been benefiting from. Yeah. While doing dumb shit, you know, like when I was a teacher. I couldn't cancel my kids, even though many of them deserve to be canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If if the classroom was Twitter, they would have been canceled. Right. But since you can't cancel children, you hold them accountable. And if she's saying she's a child, well, then she needs some things taken away from her to see. Right. I'm young. You're 27 years old. Ma'am. Like, what are you talking about, you young? Can I can I go around and say I'm young? Can can you, Addy, go around and and tell no. you like say that, oh, I'm young, that's why I effed up. No. Mm-hmm. No, you ain't that young. You're not 20. You're not 21. You are 27 years old. You have right. a son. You have all types of responsibilities. You have all types of mm-hmm. jobs. Like you are an adult. So I'm young mm-hmm. and I didn't know is not an excuse for you at right. 27 years old. Or 26 or whatever she is Well however old she is It's too damn old to be saying I'm young and I didn't know Exactly And I also wish that like when people end up in these situations I think what they should do Is completely surrender yeah. I was dead ass wrong Yeah. Everything I said is clearly reflective Absolutely. Of my poor judgment Absolutely. And, my, and, and obviously Is indicative of the fact That I may in fact be racist <laughs> And that I, this is something that I didn't realize because I just grew up around people who said things like this and it was nothing I ever questioned but to now see what the consequences of those of that of my actions were and to be so inconsiderate about that I'm now seeing the error of my ways and like I can apologize now for my actions at the time I didn't feel sorry about it because I was wrong and I was in and um and so I thank you for holding me accountable and letting me know where I fucked up so whatever you feel like you need to do with me do it that's all it takes. You know what I mean? That's all it takes. That's what an apology required. That's all it takes. And take it to take it from someone who's been in a, in a lot of altercations with different women in my life. Okay. <laughs> Y'all be ready to fight. Y'all be ready to argue because you think be, because you think you think the man is gonna come with a defense and you think he's gonna come with a lie. But take it from me, fellas. All you fellas listening, if you just go to her and be, like, you know what? You absolutely right. I messed hey, up. Hey, hey. That was wrong 
I take full responsibility for the wrongdoing that I have committed. Bye. And listen, fellas, I promise you, they're going to eat it up like ice cream. Okay? You could be lying through your teeth like I just was. Okay? They're going to eat it up like ice cream. <laughs> oh, man. But, yo, Addy, I want to thank you for, for taking time out your busy schedule. You all are at this boot camp. And you you decide to call in uh, mainly because you didn't want the listeners to only hear my voice, um, but uh, I appreciate you giving giving us about forty five minutes of your time at this boot camp. I did. Yes. Yo, I want to raise. I'm sorry. Oh, what? When my check coming through? Um, we we gonna talk about that. We gonna talk about <laughs> that because I had some issues with them, my damn self, and uh, uh, some you know. Listen, we, we, we had some let issues. Me, let me let everybody know about Ben. <laughs> ben. <laughs> hey, come on now. Guy, no, right. keep going, keep I'm going. Okay. If it's good, go ahead. Tell everyone. Nah, how, it's how, not. <laughs> how good I am to, to the people I, I work with. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um, ben be trying to put the black woman down. What? Come on. He sent me away. You met my seven, you met my 15 sisters after the show. <laughs> and you see, I am surrounded by nothing but. So, Beautiful. Much worse if it wasn't for them. Exactly. I'm surrounded. <laughs> I'm lucky. I'm one of Shout the few men. Ben's sisters. Y'all yes. are mad cute. I I'm one of the few. I'm one of the few men to be lucky, to be surrounded by beautiful black women, all Amen. all day Amen. every day. Amen. Okay. okay. You you get you get some points back. You well, get there you go. There point. you go. Thank you. I'm 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 a, I'm a note that. <laughs> well, thanks get, for. Thanks for, call- Thanks for calling in and uh, doing trending topics with me. You'll be back next week, right? You know, we'll see about that. Oh, we'll see about know, that. My life is just so fabulous yeah, now we, we that will I'm see away. About, we will see about that. It might not be no <laughs> show. Because I got to talk to the powers that be and ask them how, wow. Addie, how Addie has negotiated all these days off in her contract. And all these, <laughs> all these private jets and everything in her contract. And I can't oh, even get yes. a sandwich. Wow. You know what I'm saying? We need to talk about that. I can't even take... I'm going to a show after this. I, I don't even got money for a lift. Okay? <laughs> we need to we need to work out some, some uh, you know... I need to recon, reconstruct... Restructure my contract is what mm. I need to do. But basically, what they don't know is that Ben gets invited to these shows well let's uh, private shows well we're not gonna, not gonna do that okay i do some drink tickets i do able to sit down on the couch while the I mean, rest of us plebeians have to stand up and dance well <laughs> i'm the best in the world the people have to treat me nice you know what i'm saying it's the least <laughs> it's the least that they could do no you but all right. Well, I'm gonna go enjoy this uh, Michael from the East show after I get from here. You know. That's oh a, no! Yeah, I, I know. I know. It's always a good time. Michael from the East. He's gonna tear it down. I already know. Um, <laughs> but I want to thank you for calling in. Uh, very, very much appreciated. We'll be back next week, and we got we got a guest next week. Um, right? We have a very, very special guest. Yes, and we, we're gonna go. We're gonna go uh, eat at her restaurant on Wednesday, right? You you ain't forget that, right? Now, what's that? Are, are we, is this a secret or? No, it's not a secret. You can tell. You can tell them. They're right. gonna for, they're gonna forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, next week we're gonna see the freaking popular. Okay, we're gonna see the nationally recognized leader of all vegan foods. <laughs> That's right. Soul of Soul sits twenty three. I think she's twenty three, twenty two or twenty three right now. Um, year old. How, however old she is, she's making me look real bad. 
basically. Well, she's making us both look bad because she she yeah. she. Owns a <laughs> delicious vegan restaurant called Soul Sips, and she makes vegan food taste freaking delicious. Um, and she is just an awesome person. She actually helped me sponsor an event that I threw last year. And at the time, when I reached out to her, you know, she was just moving to an actual storefront location. And literally, after she did my event, like maybe two or three months after, I just saw her all over the place, um, you know, getting recognized for the work that she's been doing uh, to bring healthy food into low-income communities. She even has, like, sliding scale prices, I believe, for, like, lower-income people who want to eat at her restaurant. But she'll be talking a lot more about that next <laughs> Is week. that so? You got uh-huh. pro- to prove that you're low-income to get them prices? Or uh-huh. what you got to do? Because I'm, I'm I don't know. I think if you came, you know. My income is as low as they get. Okay. Uh, so. <laughs> You know, we, we gotta hope that, that folks don't cheat the system, you know what I mean? Well, but, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, we'll some people who slip through the cracks and are rich as you, but, you know, go wow. to Wow, well, let's not put that, let's not put that out there. You know, I don't got no money, all right? <laughs> I'm broke. I'm just a radio personality. Ben is a, what, college grad with an <laughs> IT degree. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, it's that, that, that's true. The, the Making you know. Facts, uh, but, you know, we, he what's, chose this career. What's that, Addy? You breaking up? I can't hear you. Huh? <laughs> nah, I want to. Nah, seriously. Thank you for for calling in. Enjoy the rest of your um, boot camp. And I, it. I can't wait to to hear more about it. Uh, when is it done? Sunday night. Uh yeah. Tell everyone that you miss your best friend before I go. Well, I'm not gonna do that. But um, I think you should. Well, I'm, I think it's- I, I think I shouldn't. Um, but Ben and I are best <laughs> friends. I'm just on, just on the record. If you we're, notice, he we're me. working on it. We're working. Uh, but thanks for calling in. We're gonna take another. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back with Blow the Whistle. Don't go anywhere. It's Ben talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with the best in the world, Ben Lewis, Addy the Baddy, calling in from ATL. Thank you. I'm the ATL Shotty right now. Yeah. ATL, yeah. Peace out. <laughs> Peace out, Addy. And we'll be right back. Attention, I study my competition. I was taking them notes like a composition. I may get in this money, your proposition. Niggas talking that talk like a politician. I remember them days I was whipping that crack. So it was like niggas lived in a trap. I came on long wages from witnessing that. Now I'm putting these struggles inside of my reps. Now I'm on top. I ain't gonna stop. Cause I gotta fuck up my wrist. Pushing that work in the drop with semis and glots. Niggas wish I ain't exist. Niggas don't see me out touching them chips. Diamonds be dancing like Jackson and Prince. Diamonds gonna fuck up the spot with a gliss. Money be long like I'm making a list. Yeah, drop top with the new coupe. And with the same gang and no new group. All my diamonds looking like a fruit loop. I've been 
Jumping on them like it's hoop group straight Three from deep, double up three, my gang gon' eat Moving that Larry and moving them birds Ain't nothing cheap, I can flex my sleep Yeah, Diamonds dancing on my wrist, diamonds dancing on my bitch Fuck up a six, doing magic with the gift Feel like Johnson with the wrist, look how it flick Hold on, I need a check, fuck up my neck And settle for less, yeah, yeah, look how I flex Brand new protect, wetter than wet, hold on, yeah I cannot fuck with you bitches and I cannot fuck with you niggas Cause they be too bitter, just look at my neck, how I glitter I look like I put in the filter, colder than winter I'ma go hard as a bitch, drop the same price on your head as my wrist Bitches be loving the way that I drip Diamonds be glistening under my lip, I remember I remember back in 09, making slow dimes off a slow grind. I was out here moving with my own mind, just a young king of his own kind. Coming where I'm from, we old cursed. The only way to make it out is hard work. Gotta really have it in your heart first. When you hit the top, you see it's all worth. Always knew I wouldn't be the same. Niggas hating on me, but they hella lame. I'ma hold my own, I ain't never tame. Said they looking for me, but they never came. Diamonds dancing on the yellow chain. I can see the envy through the yellow frames. I'm like, fuck it though, cause I got hella aim. Shoot with hella range, I got hella game. Now I'm right back on my bully. Go with the vest, but I'm labeled a rookie. Heart of a lion, I need me a cookie. Niggas don't dance, we get down with the boogie. I know some niggas. That's crippling like Tookie Your biggest regret was in you overlooking Big body bends, I pull up in a bully Off right in my back and they say what it could be Yeah, drop top with a new coupe I'm with the same gang and no new group All my diamonds looking like a fruit loop I've been boiling on them like it's hoop group straight Three from deep, double up three My gang gon' eat Moving that Larry and moving them birds Ain't nothing cheap, I can flex in my sleep Yeah, diamonds dancing on my wrist Diamonds dancing on my bitch Fuck up a six, doing magic with the gift Feel like Johnson with the wrist Look how it flick, hold on I need a check, fuck up my neck And settle for less, yeah, yeah Look how I flex, brand new protect Wetter than wet, hold on yeah, I cannot fuck with you bitches and I cannot fuck with you niggas cause they be too bitter Just look at my neck, I glitter, I look like I put in a filter, colder than winter I'ma go hard as a bitch, drop the same price on your head as my wrist Bitches be loving the way that I drip, diamonds be glistening under my lips I put a dub on my wrist, diamonds on rocket, they punch when I walk in the spot Baddie walking for the team, salute for the scheme, finesse is ready to drop While I'm in the Maybach, lay back, praying she don't make a high Show that she cold like the guap on the spot, feel a little bag at the top of the top yeah. Shooters like Blake and his prom, it's all in your rim, you got me letting it go I said I flex independent, got hoes like it's crisp, and diamonds be making it snow Back was none to eat, now it's for leaves and cocky just laying you know Nigga, I started with none and turned to something, invite you to get you the dough Yeah, drop top with the new coupe I'm with the same gang and no new group All my diamonds looking like a fruit loop I've been bowling on them like it's hoop group straight Three from deep, double up three, my gang gon' eat Moving that Larry and moving them birds Ain't nothing cheap, I can flex my sleep Yeah, diamonds dancing on my wrist Diamonds dancing on my bitch Fuck up a six, doing magic with the gift Feel like Johnson with the wrist Look how I flick, hold on, I need a check Fuck on my neck, and settle for less Yeah, yeah, look how I flex Friendly protect, wetter than wet Hold on, yeah, I cannot fuck with you bitches And I cannot fuck with you niggas Cause they be too bitter Just look at my neck, I glitter I look like I put in the filter I'ma go hard as a bitch Drop the same price on your head as my wrist Bitches be loving the way that I drip Diamonds be glistening under my lip Yeah BDB Dadas Oh so Yeah Relax, girl, the fight is gonna be wonderful <laughs> We in for a hell of a night what you like. Tonight we're celebrating you And everything that we've been through Let's get lost in love and do what lovers do Sometimes love can feel like a war But I put in my guns down I don't wanna feel anymore The pain Here's to us, here's to now Glasses up Tell the world about what I found oh, Baby, 
just that we got together Whatever, I got you, you got me We don't let nobody Switch up the images that we see No, we don't fight for the belt no more Baby, we want And it. there's no tracks to send us to war Mission accomplished, I This movie type will be your favorite And you got all you like to savor it Sometimes I love can feel like a war But I put in my guts down I don't want Life on the line with my niggas, we at the free throw. Yeah, we at the free throw. Uh-huh. Bitch, you say sneak. 
Rollin' shooters in them clips, they never empty Stay 100 and you always kept it 50 Keep this 40 just in case a nigga tip me I can't wait till mama see me on that big screen Soon that 30 in my neck and for my wrist piece I got straight to the bag and made it up to 16 Swear to God niggas can't stop me from my blessing Yeah I know they miss me We won't walk back in the spots, that shit too mixy And they be trying to lock me down, but I'm too shifty You know I used to fill your cup up when it's empty Now you can miss me I know she thinking I'm in love, but I just crush a lot I beat it down, she say she love it when I hit the spot When I was down bad in them trenches, thought you was my rock Now you be missing with them snakes, I gotta keep a clock Bitch, you say sleep Rollin' shooters in them clips, they never empty Stay 100 and you always kept it 50 Keep this 40 just in case a nigga tip me I can't wait till mama see me on that big screen. Swing like 30 in my neck and for my wrist piece. I got straight to the bag and made it up to 16. Swear to God, niggas can't stop me from my blessing. Yes, Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, Ben Talks here live on air with the best in the world, Ben Lewis. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn and making us a part of your everyday commute, everyday life, whatever the case. Um, If you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android. Available in the App Store and in the Google Play Store. And now it's time for... Blow the whistle, one of my favorite segments, because I get to call out people who I feel are violators, people who I think are dead wrong, and um, of course I got I got a cue to music. I I, I got a cue to music. Um, we got to get the the official blow the whistle theme song here popping. Um, There we go. Yes. So this is Blow the Whistle, the segment where I call out people who have violated against the culture, who have violated against me, and who are just violators all around. So I got to start off with Khloe Kardashian. Yes. I gave a shout out to Jamila Jamil for calling out Khloe Kardashian. And I got to put Khloe on Blow the Whistle because Khloe, you know damn well. That you did not drink no flat tummy tea in order to get that flat stomach that you got. And half of the celebrities promoting flat tummy tea didn't drink flat tummy tea to get the bodies that they have. A lot of them got the money to have the best personal trainers, to have the best nutritionists, to have the whatever the best of whatever it is that you need. Surgery, doctors, whatever the case is, you didn't drink no flat tummy tea. So, Khloe Kardashian, I'm blowing the whistle on you because you know damn well you ain't drink no flat tummy tea. And you know damn well that that's not the reason that you look the way you do. Up next on Blow the Whistle, I got to blow the whistle on Jess Hilarious. Now, Just Hilarious, uh, she was talked about in Trending Topics. She had a rant against uh, some Sikhs. She saw four of them on her plane, and um, she posted about it, said she was nervous, said she was scared. And then the plane was evacuated, and everyone got off the plane except for the four gentlemen that had that were uh, the Sikhs. And so I got to blow the whistle on Just Hilarious because if Just Hilarious had walked into an establishment 
And there were a bunch of people following her around because they thought she was going to steal. Just Hilarious went somewhere and, you know, experienced any sort of racism. She would have been front and center on Instagram, posting about it, talking about it, saying that, oh, these people are racist. We need to cancel them and cancel this and boycott this and boycott that. But yet she took what? Three She made three videos about the situation And then on top of Instead of apologizing Instead of being empathetic to what you did Instead of taking accountability You give an excuse I was young And I am young and ignorant And I don't know Just hilarious Just more whatever you want to go by You are 26 years of age Last I checked That's old enough to be held accountable for your actions that's old enough to be held accountable for the things that you say. And that's old enough to know good from bad, good from evil. However you want to phrase it, just hilarious. I'm blowing the whistle on you because you violated. That was racist. That was wrong. And you got to be able to take the temperature to room. You got to know what's going on in the world before you post stuff. That's just I know that maybe may or may not be too much, but that's just the case. That's just the fact of the matter. Um, my next blow the whistle. I'm surprised that I've been able to do blow the whistle. This has been going on for the next couple weeks, but um, for the last few weeks. But Donald Trump, this is his first time on blow the whistle. Donald Trump had some very uh, choice words for the late. John McCain who passed away from brain cancer uh, a little while ago but Donald Trump you gotta know better than you coming for a dead war hero the man actually served time he's not a draft dodger like you he actually went to the military was a prisoner of war and and he was beloved now granted he didn't win the presidency like he wanted but he was still beloved by many and the very man that defeated him in the election Barack Obama was at his funeral and paid his respects but Donald Trump I don't know which who you think you are I mean you probably think you're untouchable invincible everything under the sun but you can't come from a for a dead war hero if there's one thing that you don't talk about or go against in America it's people who served in the military and the national anthem, clearly, because it cost Colin Kaepernick his job. But people who served in the military are especially untouchable. And for all you listening who may have served in the military, I thank you for your service. And um, Donald Trump clearly has no respect as a man who was a draft dodger. A draft dodger. And you're coming at John McCain because you didn't get a thank you for the ceremony that was put together. Like... Who do you think you are? <sighs> uh, next up on Blow the Whistle, Daniel Caesar. I got to blow the whistle on you, brother. And, that, and he was a topic in uh, trending topics. But I got to blow the whistle on you because you asked why are we so mean to white people? Why is it that black people are disrespectful and rude to everyone? But yet when the energy is returned, we get so sensitive um, Daniel Caesar, there's a little thing called uh, slavery. There's a little thing called uh, Jim Crow. There's a little thing called um, systemic oppression. 
there's a little thing called the murder of black folks, unarmed black folks by the hands of police. And there's also a little thing called people calling the police on black people just doing black people things like having a cookout or going into their apartment or for some reason your dog humps another person's dog in the park and the police is called on you. Why are we so mean to white folks? Because there's so many instances where we have been prosecuted, unprovoked, where we have had to face consequences for things that weren't even true, things we didn't even do. Daniel Caesar, do your homework before you go on live on Instagram live and and make comments like this. What is going on? Like, what is wrong with you, bro? This is another situation of not being able to take the temperature of the room because you got to be able to know, like, people are going to take exception to this. People are going to come and prove me wrong or right on this. You got to know that I'm not just going to say something like this and it's just going to go unnoticed. I'm Daniel Caesar, your Grammy winning artist. You won a Grammy, which means right now you're more famous than ever. This is not the kind of attention you want. You don't want negative attention because of something you said on live. You're a Grammy award winning artist. You want attention because of what you're doing musically. Daniel Steeves is a great artist. He makes great music. He sounds like an angel. And he's one of the few people that's actually bringing R&B back. I'm not trying to take anything from Daniel Caesar from an artist standpoint, from a musician standpoint, from a music standpoint, period. But as far as this goes, and sometimes people say, oh, you're a genius. Well, you could be a musical genius, but not be a genius in anything else. And I think that's what the case is right now. Daniel Caesar, you might be a musical genius, but you're not a genius when it comes to other topics such as politics, race. And, and things of that sort If you don't know Stay out of it Daniel Caesar I gotta blow the whistle On you My final blow the whistle Goes to Blueface The rapper The Tatiana rapper um, And I have his song I have his whole album on, on my phone I'm not gonna lie It's not the greatest piece of music It's not the greatest piece of artwork It's not the best songs It's not the best music that I've heard But He's doing his thing out here And I'm not one of those old school people That have a bad thing to say about The new school musical artists That's not the type of person I am I try to I've made a, a, I've made it I've made an effort With myself To not Call any sort of art trash Just because I don't Like it I don't subscribe to it I don't enjoy it It's It's dope to somebody So You might not be a fan of of uh Blueface. You might not like his cadences. You might not like the way that, you know, maybe he tries to fit too much words in a bar. He tries to fit too much words in a pocket. He hasn't quite found his groove yet. And I don't know if he's interested in finding a groove yet. But the fact of the matter is, he was on Big Boy, and this is old. This is a few months old, but he's bragging about the fact that he never liked music. He was never into music. And I'm not an, a musical artist, but I know a lot of musical artists. I know people have been making music for 10 years, 15 years, five, like whatever the case is. This kid has been making music for one year and he is in a position to be able to change his life right now. 
because he went viral on social media. And that's the case. And that's fine. I'm not mad at that. But to go on a show like Big Boy in the Morning, Big Boy is one of the greatest radio personalities of all time. Shout out to Big Boy. Man, he's one of the, the inspiration, one of my inspirations why I like to do this. He's one of the people that I watch and try to take little bits and pieces from. And he goes on Big Boy in the Morning over there on 92.6 LA. And he talks about how he didn't he he did not like music. He doesn't you know, he doesn't have a passion for it and he doesn't take it seriously. And I can't help but think of the Johnny Patrops, of the Brendans, of the Fergie Babies, of the Michael from the East, of people who take music seriously, who take their craft seriously and who are grinding at this thing, who are working two or three jobs so that they can make music, so that they can pay for studio time. I can't help but think of those people when I see someone say something like this. So I got to build a whistle on Blueface because you're in a position that artists will die for, artists will kill to be in. But yet you want to sit up here and brag about, oh, I don't care about music. I ain't taking this serious. What the hell is that? So because of that, I got to blow the whistle on you, Blueface. And that's our Blow the Whistle segment um, right here on Ben Talks. Thank you all for tuning in. And coming up right now, right now, is um, is a segment that uh, one, of, one of my favorite has grown to be one of my favorite segments on this on this program. Because we all have rant, we all have uh, things we like to rant about, things that get on our nerves, things that bother us. But uh, we got Don't At Me coming up right now. And, you know, I don't like to have any music for Don't At Me. Let's cut the beat, you know. Uh, so um, we all have uh, those high maintenance friends. We all have those people who want us to text them every day, want us to call them every day, want us to keep up with their everyday ongoings in life, want us to hit them up every free chance we get. As if they're our partners in crime, our life partners, our husbands, our wives, our spouses. Listen, this week's Don't At Me goes to you high maintenance friends out there. That's right. If you are one of those people who get upset at your home girl or your homeboy because they haven't texted you in a few days. If you're one of those people that get upset because they don't call you as much as you call them. If you are one of those people that get upset because you haven't heard from someone who's supposed to be your friend in a few days. This is for you. This don't at me is for you. Let's keep it a hundred. Let's be real clear. I have best friends that I haven't spoken to in weeks. I have people who I would give a kidney to that I haven't spoken to in months. All right. Just because I don't talk to you every single day doesn't mean that I'm any less of a friend to you than someone who talks to you every single day. I don't have time for those high maintenance people who need attention every second of the day. Listen, if you're looking for a friend that's going to text you every hour, that's going to text you every day or call you every five minutes or every every time something happens in their life, I'm not that person. 
I don't have time for high maintenance people in my life. And by high maintenance, I mean, if you need constant attention, if you need constant stimulation, if you need me to constantly hit you up, see how you're doing, see what you're doing. I don't have time for you. All right. We're all adults in this life. We all have things going on with work, with just regular life making sure that we are mentally stable, making sure that we are healthy. I mean, there's so much going on in everyone's life that I I don't have the 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 bandwidth for people who want constant attention. What is it to you? So what if I talk to you every day, if I talk to you every week, if I call you once a month, if we are friends, then we are friends. That doesn't the fact the amount of times I talk to you doesn't change a damn thing. All right. I don't need to hit you up every day. I don't need to hit you up every hour, every second. You don't need to know my whereabouts. All right. I don't need to invite you to every single thing. Because we're friends. We're not husband and wife. We're not boyfriend and girlfriend or boyfriend and boyfriend or girlfriend and girlfriend, whatever it is you're into. That's not who we are. All right. There will be things in my life that I will do without you. And just like there are things in your life that you're going to do without me. But for you to hold a grudge against me, to have a problem with me because I don't hit you up every day, because I don't call you, I didn't tell you this, that, and the third, get a grip, all right? The world does not revolve around you. If you are one of those people who put immense pressure on your friends to talk to you every single day, to hit you up every five minutes to talk to you all the damn time. And if you haven't heard from them in a week or two weeks, it's a problem. Then this is for you. I hope you take this personal. If you are a high maintenance friend, then you are an asshole and you're a jerk. And I hope you are offended by every single thing that I just said. I don't need to talk to you every single day because we're friends. I don't need to text you every single day because we're friends. We are friends. The frequency at which I talk to you does not change that. And if you can't understand that, then you could just go with everyone else. I said what I said. Now don't at me. And uh, that, my friends, is don't at me for today. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed this week's episode of Ben Talks. Uh, do not go anywhere because we got some dope Dope music, dope guest coming up right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, after me is Heron Out Rachel C with special guest Schaefer James. Schaefer James will be live in studio with Rachel C. Um, I actually got a, a Schaefer James joint that I'm going to play to exit out this show uh, to properly get you ready for what you're about to hear on Heron Out Rachel C. But I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Thank you each and every person who tunes in every single week. I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, making us a part of your day. Thank you to Addie for taking time out of her day. She's on. She's out in ATL, and she decided to call in. So appreciate that, Addie, if you're still listening. Uh, really, really appreciate that. And make sure you stay tuned next week, man. I uh, for, for Tuesday, Brooklyn Bandstand, I'll be there. And, of course, um, next Thursday, Ben Talks. I'll be here as well because I don't go anywhere. I don't miss a show. And uh, who knows, you might hear me on more than that, depending on how the week falls out. But coming up right now is Mercy Down by Schaefer James. Once again, 
It is the best in the world, Ben Lewis. This has been Ben Talks right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Coming up right now is Hair and Hour Rachel C. Do not go anywhere. Hair and Hour Rachel C. Special guest Schaefer James will be live in studio. Coming up right now is Mercy Down by Schaefer James. I'm going to let that play us out. You stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Catch you all next week. Enjoy the first day of spring. Canary in the coal mine And a lamb's head growing from a grapevine There's an old man laughing in the backyard Catching crooks and crickets in the bell jar I've been waiting for my woman to relieve me But she's outside climbing on the oak tree There's a dead canary in the coal mine And the lamb's head growing from a grapevine Growing from a grapevine Yeah, it's getting biblical now you better pick your weapons up and throw your mercy down. Hey, it's getting mythical now. Oh, you better pick your weapons up and throw your mercy, throw your mercy down. Throw your mercy down. There's a madman tapping at the window. With a pocket full of innuendo There's a choker poking at the doorbell And a sparrow drowning in the inkwell I've been waiting for my lover to relieve me But they're outside swinging from the oak tree Swinging from the oak tree It's getting biblical now You better pick your weapons up and throw your mercy down Getting mythical now. You better pick your weapons up and throw your mercy, throw your mercy down. There's a tyrant on the throne and a clown on every screen, compelling us to stay at home in this low grade fever dream. There is hope for us in this unholy mess we've made. Hey, it's getting biblical now. Oh, oh. You better pick your weapons up and throw your mercy down. Your weapons up and throw your mercy down.